game day. How we looking? Bill Michaels show on the air. Game day! I'm loving it today. I woke up energized. Although, I got to admit, um, I got hit with another wave of the crud. I got home last night after the uh, after the huddle and was just uh, kind of miserable. Woke up today and forced myself to go get a uh, go get a workout in and just to move today. Just uh, Ben, how you feeling? How, how's it out there in uh, in the Madison land? Because uh, the creeping crud is running around everywhere. I feel okay. Wouldn't yeah? wouldn't say it's great, you know. Okay, but I've been worse. Yeah, it's fine. It's a Thursday. I'm a little tired. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I completely understand that. You got uh, Kenny and Halpern coming up tonight. Now, are you guys, you're going to Monks, but are you staying there for the game? I don't know yet. Uh, plans depend on, obviously, the postgame show and such. Because Zach Hal- Halpern could get wild. Anything uh, after 9 o'clock, that man gets crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sources tell me that that has happened. Yeah. Hard to that confirm. Man crazy. I so, can I can see it happening. Who's, who's your guest tonight, by the way? Bill Nagy, former Wisconsin offensive lineman. He's joined us for oh, a bunch go. of shows. Okay. Looking forward to that. A little bit of that, then pregame into the Packers. Uh, a note came out last night. Did you hear about this thing? Uh, it came out last night, like 8.15 in the evening. Uh, you don't get a lot of press releases at 8.15. Usually, if it's an 8.15 press release, the press release is, hey, um, we, we fired the head coach. And don't tell anybody, you know, I mean, it's kind of like I were just trying to get out of the news cycle. But last night they sent a a note out saying, can you please alert every every fan to be into the stadium by seven o'clock? So if you're going to the game tonight, get into Lambeau Field by seven o'clock. Apparently they have been, uh, you know, spending a little bit of money and they put together a whole new light show for the Green Bay Packers when they're introduced. And tonight, they're going to debut it. I thought it was something for, like, Leroy Butler at halftime, but it's not. It is for the introduction of the team where they're actually going to turn out the lights. How about that? They're turning out the lights at Lambeau Field. So um, that's about the time that everybody that brings in a nippy bottle in some way, shape, or form uh, pulls it out and then begins pouring because nobody can see them. But that being said, tonight get in there by 7 o'clock because tonight they have, they're going to unveil the spectacularness that is uh, the new light show and the new introduction for the Green Bay Packers. I guess with, uh, hey, you get a win, you get some free gadgets. That's, that's the way they're kind of putting this out now, I guess, to the team. There you go. And, Bill, do you know what they were practicing last night with the light show? I don't. The Randall Cobb pregame introduction. <laughs> I'm not kidding. All the lights, all the lights fell down. All of them fell off. They were dropped onto the field. They don't work anymore, and they have all been fired. And they're now heading down to Houston. That's that's the Randall Cobb light show, or not Randall? No, what was Randall? Oh, I thought you were talking about Amari Rogers. Never mind. No, I completely blew that. I completely blew that. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking of Amari Rogers. I, I Randall Cobb. Oh, okay, the Randall Cobb light show. Okay, that that I understand. I'm thinking Amari Rogers. Why are they doing that? I completely screw that up. That that is on me. Uh, okay. So it was the Randall Cobb light show. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that last night. I was completely uh, near the uh, the evil entity of the border last night. I was down in the, the broad stop, and, as you know, and uh, hanging out with Bears fans after the fact. Bears and Packers fans. It got very spirited after uh, we got off the air last night. Now, I, for one, 
just because the creeping crud's still hanging on, I, for one, uh, did uh, my fair share of water drinking last night. I didn't imbibe. I just uh, not feeling it yet. But uh, it got a little crazy with uh, the people that were down there, some Bears fans, Packers fans, Cribbage fans, and a Bucks fans who were there watching the game last night. And it, it, it got rowdy and spirited. So as I'm tearing down the equipment and I'm putting stuff in the car and I come back in and I sit down just to breathe for a minute, and I had a chicken salad. And uh, I'm, I'm sitting at this table of like six or seven, and they're just across the table yelling at each other. And it's not, it's not, um, it's, it's friendly, but it's not like, ah, oh, come on, man, you know, none of that. It's like loud, obnoxious, F-bomb dropping to where you're kind of like putting your head in your hand going, holy crap, these guys have absolutely no decorum, man. They're just, they're out after it. Uh, it was that kind of night where you just kind of just rolled your eyes and said you, okay and and oh by the way one guy have you ever had a guy tell a joke ben and he starts to tell the joke and you're kind of like okay and then after about 10 minutes you realize this joke may never end and by the time you get to the punchline, you you better be wearing feathered underwear to make you smile otherwise you're not even smiling you're just like oh thank god it's over that was the kind of joke last night as i wanted to leave that one guy started to tell and he said, and then they told that it's Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. You know, my dad spit gravy. It wasn't funny. It was just gross. should so, get your phone out and play Enter Sandman next time. Yeah, and let them know that, hey, time's winding down. Start pointing at the watch, you know, going, hey, you, know, you, you got to wrap it up. Let's go, you know, giving the old television hand signals. So that being said, uh, Packers today... Uh, I was on with our buddy Ernie out in Barocco this morning, and he said, y'all, this is a pretty big game. This game, this game is, while not mathematically eliminating, this game is a must win. It's a must win. And the reason why, as we all know, is because if you lose this one, you got three specific teams on the docket that can whoop your ass. Philadelphia, Miami, Minnesota. They can put you away. If you lose this game, any one of those three teams that beat you thus knock you out of the postseason. That's it. You're done. I, I, I went through all this last night when I got home because uh, I have basically no life. So I, I, oh, I got something else to tell you, that which reminds me. So I sat downstairs last night when I got back. I went downstairs. I was sitting in the bar, and I was watching the end of the Bucks game. And... um. I started, you know, I had my laptop out, and I'm kind of going through things. I don't see, a unless a sub-500 team wins their division, the predictions of a wild-card team sub-500, it's not going to happen. It's going to be at least nine, if not ten wins, to get to the wild-card. And we know where the Packers, Packers are sitting right now, with uh, with only four wins in the season, so you've got you've got to get at least five more wins. If you lose tonight, your season's pretty much done. It's not the dagger, but it's the dagger. Because after reading every, and I was just consuming information last night, like just uh, all of a sudden this cloud lifted and a and a sponge became my brain. I started reading and watching all this different stuff, and most people believe, uh, and I'm talking nationality experts. Uh, most national experts, most people believe that uh, the Packers dug themselves too big of a hole early to turn this thing around. Now, I do like what, what Rasul Douglas said when we heard that yesterday, saying, hey, 
You know, it's the first time we started believing we're going to win. Different energy in the place. Something about, you know, Abram brought it. You know, you just need a guy. Much like I talked about Zadaria Smith bringing it into Minneapolis. Abram brings it, going up and down the sidelines. Come on, we still got this. Let's go. Get up. Move around. You know, maybe you need a little bit of that. That energy now starting to rub off. Guys are feeling it. But tonight, got to win it. Got to win it. Must win tonight. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Eight seven seven. Ben, is it a must win in your mind? Yes, a can't lose for sure. No, no, must win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going with it. Must win. It's not do or die in the sense of mathematicals, but it's done. If you lose tonight, got to get it done. Yeah, not even for the sake of the record directly, just for the momentum and the vibe around the team. Like, you have to build off the Cowboys game. Because otherwise, if you just get smacked right in the face, then you get 10 days to think about how much you, you know, missed an opportunity to turn it around. Definitely. I'm with you. 100%. Um, Pac-Fan says, uh, Abram brought it. Yikes. Yeah, that's what Rasul Douglas said. You know, he said the new guy came in and, you know, up and down the sideline. We haven't had energy on the sideline like that. And I'm thinking to myself, why the hell not? But, you know, hey, you, you look for it for anywhere. You know, look for it from anybody. See what happens. Uh, And again, yes, I'm not kidding you. Uh, uh, The press release said with Thursday's game set to kick off at 7.15, the Green Bay Packers are debuting the new lighting elements during their player introductions this week with flickering lights and spotlights to enhance the pregame festivities. The stadium lights will be completely turned off in the stadium to direct fan attention to Tundra Vision. The video boards, while the pre-intro video plays, uh, while the team is being introduced, spotlights, flashing lights are all going to be employed. Fans are advised, arrive early and be in your seats by 7 to ensure that you can enjoy the player introductions and the new light features. In other words, we got some toys. Come and look. Come and look. That's what it is. So that's coming up tonight. Uh, 877-867-1670. That's a phone number to get a hold of us on the program today and every day. Phone line's wide open. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. YouTube, subscribe. It is absolutely free, and it'll just pop up and let you know, here we are. Uh, but go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing over on Twitch TV. Uh, email the program, TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. Don't forget, we are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts as well. And the website is TheBillMichaels.com. That is TheBillMichaels.com. There you go. Uh, this one is from uh, Jesse. Jesse says, uh, oh, boy, a new light show. Look over here. We'll distract you while this team loses yet another game. No, they got to feel pretty confident. You got to be all excited. This is happy Jet. <laughs> you got to be all giddy and happy while uh, while you're uh, debuting the new light show. You don't debut a new light show and then, you know, lose. Come on, right? Oh, by the way, and, and this one's from Marty who said, uh, I heard you talking about uh, games in which they honor players. Remember, Woodson, they lost. Favre, they lost. Star, they lost. Uh, they've got Leroy Butler coming in tonight. This whole thing about bringing guys back and honoring them, boy, it's been a, it's been a, a, a trap. For whatever reason, on nights they honor players, and on games they've honored players, they're losing games pretty consistently. I understand it. So hopefully tonight they break the trend. Win tonight because they're going to honor uh, uh, Leroy Butler at halftime. So, 
Um, by the way, Tom Pelissaro, talking about the offensive line, you got uh, Randall Cobb, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, all all those guys, uh, you know, hopefully going to play in one way, shape, or form. I don't think Cobb's going to play yet tonight, but uh, it's it's coming up. We'll have the audio from those guys coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, stay tuned. We got Terry McCormick. Uh, from the uh, TitansInsider.com, going to be joining us coming up here in less than an hour. Oh, by the way, today is Fantasy Football Day. It's been two weeks since I've had a chance to talk to Paul Chargian. Uh, I was gone last week because I was sick, and the week before that uh, I was off at uh, Quick Trip doing the walkthrough in their city. So uh, we got Paul Chargian today at noon. Charge is back, and I'm sure he's going to make fun for uh, getting bounced out of the guillotine league. We have our picks Coming up uh, against the spread, coming up here in just a little while, uh, about an hour and a half from now. So stay tuned for that as well. A whole lot coming up today on the Bill Michaels Show. Kind of energized today, even though um, the head's starting to fog back up. But that's okay. I've been working foggy my entire life. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hour of the Bill Michaels Show. And a blustery, kind of flurry filled day. Lambeau Field, they're telling you, get in by 7 o'clock tonight. They're going to do a special introduction for the, uh, for the Green Bay Packers. They have a new light show where they're going to turn out all the lights in the stadium to uh, debut this thing tonight. So the Packers are asking uh, all the ticket holders this evening to get in as quickly as possible, get through the lines, get in, get seated. And enjoy the new light display. The Tennessee Titans come a call in this evening. Tennessee uh, without a lot of their starters tonight. And it's going to be interesting because the Packers are getting Randall Cobb back. Their offensive line relatively healthy. And uh, now they're just trying to put the back to, uh, back-to-back success together uh, for the first time in a long time for this team. To t- uh, talk a little bit more about the Titans side of things, Terry McCormick of uh, TitansInsider.com now joining us at TerryMC13 over on Twitter. Terry, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Uh, there's some excitement. There's a little bit of resuscitation and life in the Green Bay Packers, who we all pretty much thought were dead at this point, but uh, they seem to have a different energy and a pep in the step now. Winning will do that. In the meantime, the Titans come in pretty banged up. So let's start there about who will and will not be playing tonight for the Titans. Yeah, that seems to be par for the course for the Titans over the past couple of years. They have learned to play with uh, lots of guys that uh, they didn't necessarily know who they were and learn to play without guys that uh, they were counting on. So that's kind of old hat to them. The guys who are among the missing tonight, uh, Bud Dupree going to miss his second straight game. And I think he's missed like four games overall, four or five games overall with a hip injury. And then you're talking about Imani Hooker going to miss his third straight game with a uh, shoulder injury. And then now you've got starting center Ben Jones, who's really the glue of that offensive line. He's out with a concussion. And then kicker Randy Bullock will not go. It will be Josh Lambeau, who will be in Lambeau tonight uh, to kick for the Titans uh, as they go against the Packers. So let's start with this team, defensively speaking, because they're pretty stout against the run. Second in the National Football League, not nearly as good against the pass, but they're good against the run. The Packers trying to run the ball more, trying to establish the run, to have the, the pass play off of the run. 
Let's talk about that stance first and foremost, defensively speaking, for Tennessee tonight. Yeah, they've been really good against the run. The good news is it looks like they're going to have a chance at least to get Jeffrey Simmons back, and he is the anchor of that defensive line. Uh, Pro bowler, second-team all-pro pick last year. He's a guy that, you know, if you don't know a lot about him because the Titans don't have a real high national profile outside of Derrick Henry, that's a guy who is probably the second-best defensive lineman in the NFL behind Aaron Donald. Uh, he is really, he is that good. He changes the game. A lot of people probably saw that last year in the playoff game against Cincinnati where he had three sacks against Joe Burrow. Uh, they'll have a chance to get him back after sitting him out again in the Denver game because he had a left ankle injury. And then there's another guy who's really coming on in that regard, and that is Tier Tart, former undrafted free agent who is really – starting to come into his own at nose tackle. And then you've got Danico Autry, who's been a great free agent find. He, in fact, I believe he leads the team in sacks this year. He's uh, kind of being a hybrid, playing some on the defensive line uh, in the rundowns and then in the pass downs. He'll slide outside to an outside linebacker spot. With what you saw with Christian Watson and Randall Cobb coming back, I mean, it's not the same prolific attack aerial-wise that the Packers have had in the past, but – uh, all of a sudden, the Packers found themselves a real downfield threat. They've got a comeback guy in Randall Cobb looking like he's going to be coming back. Tell me your thoughts on what you see outside looking in with the Packers in this passing game. Well, it seems to me, you know, just what little I've seen of the Packers, that Rodgers and the receivers were having a hard time getting on the same page. Uh, it kind of lingered maybe for much longer than people expected. But uh, last week against the Cowboys, it certainly looked like that he and Watson were aligned and on the same page. Three touchdown catches will certainly get your attention. And I think that this Titans secondary, they know they're going to be tested by Aaron Rodgers. They know that, you know, he's still a top-level quarterback in this league despite his struggles this year and despite the Packers' struggles. So, but the, the interesting thing that Mike Vrabel brought, kept bringing up in his press conference was how well they're running the football. So the Titans are going to try to rely on stuff in the run and making the Packers one-dimensional, even though you would think with Rodgers that might be playing into the Packers' strength. And the secondary, you know, they've been beat up a lot. They've had to mix and match. It's going to be interesting to see if they can get their best cornerback, Christian Fulton, back on the field tonight. He was out uh, Sunday with a hamstring injury, but uh, he did do a little bit of practicing this week. So it's going to be a test for this Titans secondary tonight. Now, on the opposite side of the ball, the Packers, defensively speaking, not good against the run. Uh, and without Rashawn Gary in the lineup, they're double. many teams are going to begin double-teaming heavily. Kenny Clark up the gut. Quay Walker, the rookie, is not proven to be very good against the run. What are you expecting tonight? I mean, just a ginormous heavy dose uh, of Derrick Henry up the gut? Well, that's what they try to do every week. I mean, you know, they try to get Derrick Henry... 25 touches pretty much every game. Uh, didn't happen last week because the Denver Broncos absolutely sold out, uh, putting eight in the box almost every play to uh, stop Derrick Henry. They held him to 53 yards. But fortunately for the Titans, Ryan Tannehill returned, and they were able to make enough passing game plays to, to win the football game, even though it wasn't very pretty. It was 17-10. to 10. I think, you know, for the Titans, yes, they want to run Derrick Henry as much. That's going to be a little harder job with Ben Jones out tonight. They'll be going with a backup center in Corey Levin. 
so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they can if they continue to just you know do the same things that they can do without the guy who kind of holds it together and makes the line calls there in their center, Ben Jones. The other thing is the Titans are maybe starting to get a little bit better in the passing game. Now it's certainly, you know, a long way from being what you'd call good. They're ranked last in the league, I believe in uh, passing yards, but they're getting a couple of rookies. Uh, Traylon Burks is back off injured reserve. I think he's going to give them a shot in the arm. Uh, he, Played Sunday, had a couple of catches, showed a little bit of uh, yards after the catch ability, which is something they have sorely lacked this year uh, since the trade of A.J. Brown. And then you've got uh, Conquo, who is a rookie tight end. He's averaging 20 yards a catch, but he only has seven catches. He's a guy that they really need to get involved for. The problem is the reason he's not had a lot of reps and a lot of targets is simply this. They have, because they lost Taylor Lewan early in the season at left tackle and because the offensive line is not great, even though you think of Derrick Henry and them run blocking and doing all that, this is a very mediocre offensive line overall. Uh, so that means they're having to keep tight ends in more. So that means that the blocking tight ends, guys like Jeff Swain and Kevin Rader, are actually getting – snaps that normally you would want to go to a guy like Chica Conquo, who's a better weapon in the basket. Does the weather affect this team much, do you think? Uh, you know, obviously the Packers live in it. They play in it. It's now going to be like 28 degrees at game time. There's going to be some snow flurries, some wind. How much do you think that affects this Tennessee Titans team coming into Lambeau Field? I don't think it will affect them a whole lot. It's been really cold. It was cold Sunday when they hosted the Denver Broncos. The temperature was in the low 40s. The temperature has been kind of hovering in the the 30s and 40s most of the week uh, for about the past five days. So if anything, that's probably a little bit of a blessing to allow them to practice out in the elements and get acclimated. Now, there's not five inches of snow on the ground here, so that could be a factor if, it, if there's a little bit more snow dumped during the game. But uh, overall, I don't, I don't think that that's going to affect the Titans a whole lot. Mike Vrabel is is a type of coach that he, he won't stand for excuses like weather and things like that because he's he's just going to tell you both teams are going to play in it. It's our job to you know to find a way to get things done. Uh, Aaron Rodgers t- said that he talks to Vrabel during the season and and they share a lot. Good friends. Uh, did Vrabel expound upon that at all down there in Tennessee? Not at all. That's that's news to me. I mean, you know, Mike doesn't reveal a whole lot in terms of who he communicates with, who he talks with. The only guy who was asked about Aaron Rodgers uh, in terms of, you know, if he has a friendship with him, Ryan Tannehill was asked that. He said he knows Rodgers a little bit, but they're, you know, not particularly close. Said, you know, that the dealings he's had with him have been pleasant. But, uh, no, I I was unaware that uh, there was a connection between Brable and Aaron Rodgers at all. Yeah, uh, Rogers said he really likes Vrabel, likes his uh, you know aggressiveness and such, and had a lot of high praise for him. Speaking of Tannehill, so if this game, if the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I do believe didn't didn't Aaron Rodgers maybe buy a house down here in this area and lives lives here some some in the off season? That may be 
that may be where their friendship struck up. I, I no know idea. he he's an aspiring guitarist, and uh, who knows if he's singing country songs now under an assumed name on on the street down there <laughs> Broadway. I don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ryan Tannehill, if this game comes comes down to a last drive, uh, is Tannehill the guy to be able to get this team up and down the field and pick up say eighty or something yards in a quick drive downfield? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they were able to do that at uh, the end of the first half against Denver because the offense had just been kind of lethargic up to that point. But they went no huddle, got in the two-minute, went 75 yards and got a touchdown before the half ended to uh, kind of get themselves back in that game against the Broncos. You know, if you check Tannehill's numbers, I think he has maybe as many or more fourth-quarter comebacks as any quarterback in the league over the last three or four seasons since he's gotten here to the Titans. So that's something that he's shown a knack for being able to do, uh, even though you know you don't, he's not the first guy you think of when you think of fourth quarter comebacks, you know, in the, in the vein of a, a Tom Brady or, or somebody or Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that. Tannehill's had his share of those. Hey, uh, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, you just had a chance to see Russell Wilson play, and, and completely off topic, but how bad is it with what Denver's offering right now? That offense just looks terrible. Yeah, it, it was bad. I mean, it was one of those deals where, you know, when Russell Wilson was in Seattle, it seemed like that, you know, the play action, the intermediate pass was a big part of his success and what he was able to do. Now, he, he could take the deep shots, but – he came out on Sunday and was just throwing every pass was a deep shot or, you know, 20 yards or more, it seemed like. And you're wondering, where's the short and intermediate passing game that moves the chains? And it wasn't there. Uh, it's interesting, you know, how that, uh, you know, they went about trying to play that game because, uh, you know, the Broncos offensive line, it's a mess. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries, and you would think that if your offensive line is struggling to hold up in pass protection, you wouldn't want to take a lot of seven-step drops because he got sacked six times. So mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know what's going on there, but it, it just seems like that something is completely out of sync. I don't know if it's the offensive scheme that uh, you guys know Nathaniel Hackett well and, and what he's tried to bring in there, or if it's Russell Wilson is not a fit for that. I, I don't know what it is, but – looked completely out of rhythm uh before i let you go so tonight it's a must win for the packers i mean i think it's playoff week every week now in green bay for tennessee they want to stay on top of the division even though that division is not real strong who wins tonight and why that's a good question the titans have never had a whole lot of luck up in green bay there was a 55 to 7 beat down they took up there a few years ago and then even the last time they were there, it was a snow game, and they got embarrassed on a Sunday night. In fact, the last time that the I remember the Titans winning in Green Bay was a Monday night when Brett Favre was still the quarterback, and Lamont Thompson intercepted him twice and also recovered a fumble. So based on what's happened in recent years, I think the Packers win a close one. Good stuff, uh, Terry. I appreciate it, as always, and we will talk again soon, okay? All right, thanks. Thanks, pal. There you go. Terry McCormick, at TerryMC13 over on Twitter. He's uh, part of the Tennessee Titans 
uh, coverage and tennis. Uh, it's TitansInsider.com. TitansInsider.com is where you can read all of his stuff. Thanks to him for joining us for a couple of minutes. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee, reminding you that tonight, early happy hour, and then they have the game on this evening all the way up until the very end. And then afterwards, on your way home, you can listen to the postgame show, the Green and Gold postgame show on many of these same stations. And if you can't get it, download the app. Go to WOZN, The Zone, out of Madison. Download it. Uh, go right now to your store on your mobile device. Uh, over on your computer, you can find us uh, at thebillmichaels.com, but download it. The Zone Madison, W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison. Download the app. Take a listen tonight. we got it all going on. But Sunset Grill open tonight, and they're going to do some happy hour uh, specials. And then after that, it's Packers and Titans football on the TVs everywhere inside that place, right on Pewaukee Lake. Sunset Grill, great place to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.